Yeah. It's only two things promised to you in this world, my nigga. That's life and death. The rest you make up. If you want to have anything in this world, my nigga, you can have it. Some people hate you before they meet you Where I'm from we call that evil Probably cause they feeling so beneath you It's like they looking at they failures when they see you It's called jealousy, don't let that shit defeat you I learned loving women make you peaceful To be a keeper though she gotta be your equal And that that shit is real then don't you be deceitful Sometimes dealing with your love it ain't no sequels When niggas send they hate don't let it reach you just look beyond them niggas like they see through They crabs in the bucket, you know seafood Don't let that poison in your heart, that shit is lethal Look at how they vilify heroes Every chance they get, they pointing out they zeros But when you close to God, that's how they tend to treat you They just want to prove we ordinary people Go get what you deserve, put your mind to it You a king and that's the fact that they been lying to us You can climb to it or grind to it Invasion while we blaze the wheat And then I caught that case and that shit made me think What if being this ain't what I'm made to be What if God got a plan for me While I'm out here wasting talent, he got fans for me Cause I got these fucking bills, nobody paying for me But I really feel like father raised his hands for me She touched my soul, but I ain't testify Could've sat behind them bars, but he let me slide They say death before dishonor and I kept my pride let them ratting ass niggas catch the pesticide Made niggas so I follow suit Time to put my happiness in hot pursuit They gon' have to call me sick, the unstoppable If you tryna do it big, nigga, I salute Yeah Go get your money, my nigga Look Go get what you deserve, put your mind to it You a king and that's the fact that they been lying to us You can climb to it or grind to it Put that crown on top of your head and put your shine to it Go get what you deserve, put your mind to it You a king and that's the fact that they been lying to us You can climb to it or grind to it Put that crown on top of your head and put your shine to it Girl, yo, Kelly, welcome to Blunt Talk TV. I'm representing the whole Blunt Talk crew this evening. Killer Cam is still at work, but we're gonna shout her out either way. Follow Killer Cam's new page. Let me go ahead and pull it up while I'm talking about it. Follow Killer Cam's new page. She just opened up a new Instagram, as well as follow the Blunt Talk TV crew at Blunt Talk TV. Um, follow the hashtag at just be dot um no excuse me. Follow the hashtag at just be on. Just be CLT. That's the hashtag. And follow me at just be dot underscore underscore. Uh, Killer Cam's new IG page is. Give me just a second. Follow Killer Cam at Killer dot Cam with three M's and an underscore underscore. That's her new Instagram page. Make sure you follow her. 
and support the girl. So, as you guys know, today we're sitting down with the one, the only, Joe Sig. Joe Sig's in the building. Go ahead and tell the people, hey, Joe Sig. Yeah. <laughs> what's up, what's up, what's up? Yes, we're so excited to have you on this show. Go ahead and tell the people where they can find you. Um, I'm, I go by Joe Sig everywhere, so that's I-G-O-B-Y-J-O-E-S-I-G. It doesn't matter where you go, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. Um, all that, all that, yeah, look that up. Um, where else am I at? I think I'm on TikTok too, but it's not really active, so, you know, you can find me on that. You probably don't want music on your shit, do like a TikTok snap for you if you feel like it. That's a bet. Support the artist, do a TikTok. Um, just so you guys catch that, it's I am, or I go by, excuse me, Joe Six. So that whole <laughs> phrase is his name. I know that was kind of trippy for some, so I want to make sure I clear that up. It is I go by Joe Six. Like, that's his whole name. So don't get confused. If you see it, you'll know the face when you see the, the like. I mean, um, Abby. So that's what's up. Um, tell the people where they can find your project. Is that under the same name? I am, I go by Joe Six. Oh. Oh, no, no, no. I just use the handle for everything I do. It's just simple, you know. Um, Joe Sig is, is the um, artist moniker, if you want to say stage name or whatever you want to call it. That's the name. Um, you can look me up on any streaming platform that you can think of, period. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, find me anywhere. Soon, I'm, I'm going to be on Rad Wyatt Leslie's platform, going directly to consumer, but I'll, I'll have that um, link and everything ready, like, uh, within a few months, working on the project. Okay, yeah, we're going to get more into the projects and where they can find the projects at, so that's going to be dope. Um, so, yeah, kicking into the show. If you've been rocking with us, if you've been following the show, if you've been watching our posts, um, you already know what the show's going to be about. We're going to get into a little bit about what Joe Sig is about, him as an artist, up-and-coming projects, and then what to look forward to within this new year. On top of that, we're going to get into it and we're going to pick his brain about how he feels about diversity in the entertainment industry. Being one of the people striving to join the entertainment industry and being a part of the entertainment industry for so long, I'm sure Mr. Sid got so much to say about diversity and where their place, placement is and where he would like, you know, the industry to change and how he could see the industry grow, especially with him joining the industry. So we're definitely going to go into those things. But before we get into all that, I want to... Um, Ask you, Joe Sig, tell the people a little bit about yourself and give them a background of who Joe Sig is. Um, Joe Sig, I'm, I'm an artist. I do music, uh, as we just discussed. Um, I don't consider myself an activist, but I am kind of the, um, politically connected. I like to know about what's going on in the world. Um, I'm all about positivity. I'm all about you know self-improvement. I'm all about having your own, being self-made. Um, I'm all about taking your destiny into your own hands. Kind of a, a hands-on kind of guy, no nonsense kind of guy. Um, I grew up in Charlotte, been my entire life. Um, I want to travel, you know what I'm saying? But it's just like, I, I, I can't leave the city until I conquer everything that I need to conquer all my goals and stuff. And that's pretty much being the best show. That's what's up. That's what's up. So tell us a little bit um, how the journey kind of began and what made you want to get into artistry. Um, basically, I mean, I never really... When people ask that question, it's kind of a, you know, it's a loaded question because I don't feel like I chose to be an artist. It's just something that kind of fell upon me. I woke up one day and, and, and discovered that I had these talents. Um, first, it came with drawing. You know, I was really good at like just... You know, drawing, I could look at something and it just, you know, I could put it on paper. It really didn't matter what it was, whether it was like something real or a cartoon or just a person. I could just look at it just like drawing. I just like as early as I can remember, maybe like eight years old. As far as music goes, um, I was really good with picking up on cadence. I discovered that at a, I didn't know it was cadence when I was younger, but um, like I said, around like eight or nine, I could hear a song and instantly pick up on the cadence. Um, my mother discovered that my mother would know that I could know what a song was because I think back um, when radio was a thing. We would listen to the radio and uh, before the song would come on, I would only need to hear about 10 seconds of the song. Or maybe it was maybe like 10 seconds of the song and I would automatically just like that know what that song was and who was doing, like whose song it was and everything. I didn't know much, so I kind of figured I was musically inclined at that age. 
Um, at, by that time, I started um, what I would do, what I would listen to other people's music and um, remember all the words, but then twist it around with my words, replace their words with my words, and um, started, you know, writing that down and then rapping that my version of that song. And then from that, from that point forward, I was just writing my own stuff. I never even considered it being like a realistic. Uh, dream or something I would be rich from or something I would be famous I just you know right now how I felt basically you know wrote, wrote about my life and what I was going through or what I understood from the eyes of a um, young child so uh, yeah that's how I discovered my talent so it sounds like um, music kind of became a therapeutic release that it kind of just evolved amongst itself you know like you wasn't really looking for necessarily an outlet but the outlet kind of came yeah basically um i was a weird person man i don't really i i, don't, I guess you could say i was really very much not so so i didn't really talk to anybody or i felt like i couldn't really talk to anybody i felt like um i had all the answers within myself at a very young age so i just you know i just wrote everything that i felt i would just write it out you know you know rap is fun you know what i mean like you know it's like putting words together, making a rhyme and saying how you feel and rhyming at the same time that's difficult. And I felt, you know, I just, I felt preoccupied and, you know, took my mind off the stuff. So I felt preoccupied just by simply trying to figure out how could I express myself and rhyme at the same time. So it was like a, um, it was basically out of necessity, you know, being able to get those thoughts out and put it on paper and also was a little bit of fun. Okay, I like that. I like that. So explain to the people how the evolution of where you began and where you are kind of took place. So what made this um, now new therapeutic outlet become something that you're going to channel your energy in amongst all the other um, creative tasks that you kind of already dabbled in before, like the artistry and whatnot? What shifted? Oh, the tipping point, I got you. Um, I don't know, man. I, uh, well... I would do music and I would put it out, you know, just because I wanted to hear people, let people know, like, you know, this, I'm good at this, you know what I'm saying? It was a competition thing for me. I felt like I could do anything that anybody else is doing, like, uh, better, you know what I'm saying? But it wasn't, it wasn't, but still it wasn't a thing where I was like, okay, this is, this is going to be my business. This is going to be what feeds my family. This is what, gonna, you know, this is it's going to bring generational wealth. I didn't think about it that at all. It was just like a competition thing. But um, I slowly but surely started listening to guys like, um, you know, Nipsey. Um, I started getting big into, you know, watching Jay-Z go from just a rapper to a businessman and Kanye go from, you know, a producer to a rapper to a um, fashionista. Um, I watched a lot of um, ASAP Rocky do the same thing, you know, rap and then, you know, turn into a business. And, you know, the more and more I saw people um, take their talent, that I kind of felt like I, you know, we, we were the same people. I felt like me and these people were like Kendrick Spirits, to where they would use the rap as um, a catapult to do something else, like keep rap love, you know, keep, keep music a passion, but use it as a, a way to get into business and get into all these different other avenues that are going to break you money because um, as an artist, you never really do it for the money. You know, I mean, some people do, but they don't never really get far. They do, and then they do, they do get far and nobody ever looks at them like a legend and shit. They just look at them like, you know, just another person making trashy music, you know, trying to sell it. So, um, and that started happening, paying attention to them. But then when Nipsey died, um, it was just like a, a, a huge um, wake-up call for me because I looked at him, I mean, him at the same age, born the same year, and I looked at where he was, and I looked at his, you know, where his, his trajectory, you know, was, you know, where he came from and how he ended there and how he just never really gave up because, um, I followed him from the time he was in, you know, with Death Row, um, to him basically going independent and leaving Death Row and just deciding that he's going to do it on his own. And the journey, it was, I mean, it was amazing. He never stopped. Like, he just, he never stopped, even though nobody really, you know, listened to him or paid, um, 
you know, a large amount of attention to him. He was doing songs with people like a very early Drake, or, you know, you would find him on Trey Songs records. You would find him on all these, you know, different places, but he was doing it on his own. And then to see him go start from where he was and then finally drop an album, you know, this late, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and nobody really knew, but he, he still was, you know, he still was a big person. It just made me think like, yo, all this time I could have been, if I would have just stayed on my right path, you know, and just stay continuously, you know, pound the payment and not just, you know, getting sidetracked some different ways. Just imagine where I would be at. And um, also with that being my idol, I just felt like, I didn't feel like I owed it to him, but I felt like I owed it to myself um, to try to put myself in a place where if I call myself like-minded, you know, akin to a person like this, and it's only right that I actually take this serious. Could have been there. I can definitely vibe with that. I mean, speaking on Nipsey Hussle, I wouldn't say, not to say I'm not a fan, but I can't lie and say that I was a hardcore Nipsey fan while he was live. I liked the songs that I heard of Nipsey, but was I going out there to search for him? No. But with that being said, though, his death did shine a light on something that I really felt was kind of pivotal in the industry that people really weren't um, paying attention to. And I think that's awesome that you brought him up because he's one of the artists that I honestly feel like shined a light on how sometimes people feel like getting on is the end of the road. You know what I'm saying? Like getting on is, is what they need to do, whether it be, be signed by a record label or get acknowledged by a certain amount of people or having the right person cut that check. They feel like these landmarks or these um, milestones in their life will make their life set. Whereas, you know, take uh, um, independent or indie artist looking at Nipsey Hustle and they're thinking, all I need is to get signed and I'll be lit. And seeing someone like Tussle who kind of like took the other route and was like, yeah, y'all feel like being signed is where it's at, whereas I feel like being signed is only going to help me to get where I want to go. And that's something that put a lot of people in perspective, I feel like, especially with his passing, like, y'all really thought that this this entertainment, this rap, S-H-I-T, this, you know, this game was what it was, but it's a game. It's a tool. It's something to use to help actually put forth what you're really trying to go and what you're really trying to, like, put forth into the world. And I really did commend him on his journey because he was one of those very few people that spoke about it, wrote about it, and acted upon it. And that's something that I can really uh, genuinely cherish when, when it comes to a solid individual. It's one thing to speak upon it. It's one thing to write about it. It's another thing to act upon it. But it's a greater thing to do all three. Um, so that's really dope that he was one of your inspirational um, guidances when it came into this industry. And I can kind of see by the way that you move uh, how he influenced you because you're not quick to put out trashy projects. You know what I'm saying? You're not quick to put out trashy singles. You're not quick to put out anything, honestly. Like, you are one of those people that I really say, will say that you take your time when it comes to your artistry because you put a lot into it, for one. And then I feel like you have a bigger plan behind what you're dropping. Like, to us, it's a project, but for to you, it's a component to a bigger, you know, piece to a project. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're thinking small scale while you're over here thinking colossal. Right. Yeah, it's... it's it's that, I don't think, you know, and, and, and not to step on nobody's souls, man, but um, I think more of it is that when I'm making my music, I can't speak for nobody else, but this this shit that I'm, that I'm putting on these records is true. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm giving you, like, I can't, this is my life, you know, so this is real stuff. Some of this stuff is embarrassing. Some of the stuff that I'm, you know, putting on these records may look big. I mean, it could be embarrassing. I don't know. I don't really care. But it, it could be embarrassing to some people. Um, some of the stuff I'm putting put um involve other people some of the stuff i talk about these are real street experiences these are real um family experiences these are real personal experiences so like i can't just be putting this out like you know i can't just be like oh yeah check this out i hope you like this um that don't make sense to me and, and I, you know people can't do that I understand you know people gotta feed their family so they'll do whatever and they'll make certain records but like this shit is like i, I have to take it serious because um, this is giving people a look into my personal life, personal life that I wouldn't give any other way. You couldn't sit down with me and get these conversations if you didn't know me, 
you know, firsthand or if you haven't been with me since I grew up, then women. So I just feel like I have to put some business behind it. There has to be some intention put behind the music that I put out. And not only, because I can, you know, I write every day and I'm attentive to my music every day. I may make a song every day, one or two. I probably got like, you know, over 400, 500 songs recorded since I ever started recording. And I don't put everything out. And when I when I do put stuff out, I'm going to my you know to my um, what you call it my uh, my publishing and I'm uh, registering my songs and I'm you know making sure that I if if I don't have a copyright on it, I have something to document that I made these songs this time and I'm just taking care of behind the scenes stuff and you know and I'm making sure and I'm editing all my own music and stuff like you know I might I may send off like a, a little bit of work to somebody else but I'm trusting only myself with all of this so. For me, it's just a longer process because I'm, I'm involved in it from start to finish. There's nobody else. Right, you're really hands-on with it. Right, yeah, I'm owning this. This is this is mine. I was taught that by Jay-Z and Cameron and Dang Dash and Dip. And, and look where they at. So, it's only right. That's, that's what's up. That's what's up. So, when it comes into uh, future plans and where you see yourself coming 2020, we're already kicking off into the second month of 2020. So how do you project uh, what you've been kind of perfecting over the years? And now you're entering into your, what I can see is your execution phase. Um, what things do you feel like you have locked out or what things you have planned out for the year that you kind of want to solidify? Um, well, I got this first project that I'm going to put out um, to be, I got a name and everything, but I'm going to just wait. <laughs> I got to wait. Um, I got a project I'm gonna put out at the top of this year for the first quarter. And then from now, I'm gonna try to put out at least five or six projects until the end of, um, of this year. Just all mixtape, you know, all mixtape series, working up to my album. But the plan is to just generate a, um, a big enough fan base to where I can be um, go direct to consumer and ask for what I want, you know what I'm saying? As far as content goes, um, not just with the music, but you know, clothing, um, merch of all of all sorts, um, just everything, man. For boom, just just pushing the movement of um, artists being more independent and realizing that we don't have to go to these labels for nothing. Being signed and really what it's cracked up to be, um, take control of your destiny. You don't have to be in front of the line, by you don't have to sound like nobody else. You don't have to look like nobody else. You ain't gotta have all this jewelry. You don't have to have all these women. You don't have to, you know, if you're a woman, you don't have to show your body and, and make that. Your selling point, if you want to, that's cool too, because there ain't no shame out here. Um, no matter where you at in life, you can just do it. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 a, it's a free world now. The media does not have control over how you should look, how you should approach, how old you should be, or how young you should be to follow your dreams. And that's, that's the movement. And I'm going to push forward for that. That's respect. That's respect. So definitely check out uh, my man Jose. I go by Jose on all platforms so you can go ahead and lock down, you know, the updates, what's going on with the new project and new project release to be determined on the name, but still coming true. And also so you can check out the, uh, the singles that he did just release uh, not too long ago. I want to say maybe like uh, around Christmas time, New Year's. Oh yeah, yeah, right around this is time to filthy that little, that little filthy single. Yeah, the three songs. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Check him out. Um, you go by he goes by Joe Six. So Joe Six on all social media sites, so you can find him. I am a, a smooth advocate of yours. I remember when I first linked onto you as a um, as an artist through um, one of our mutual friends and homies, um, J Plus, and. Uh, I remember the first song I heard from you, I forget the name of the song, but the hook was unforgettable. And it was, <laughs> bitch, I'm a dog roof. Beat the host walls loose. And I was like, yo, yo, I don't care about nothing. I, I love the rest of the song, but that hook, man, I tell you what, Josh did not, J Plus did not mess with me for like a whole two, three weeks. That was the only part of the song I was saying. You're like, do you know the rest of the song? I'm like, bruh, do you hear the chorus of that song, bruh? You hear the hook? The hook nasty. That's how I'm like, that was a caption for a hot minute. I'll be at work. Just just vibing, bruh. Just beat the whole walls loose. Like, they're like, what are you talking about? Like, nah, Joe Sid, my nigga. Y'all ain't on the truth right now. Y'all ain't on the way. 
I'm really excited. No, no, all love, all love. I love the way that I, um, that I meet you guys because it's always genuine, it's always organic, and it's always unique. And you, um, like a bunch of other Charlotte creatives, not really say a bunch, but a few other Charlotte creatives, um, I ironically and definitely um, greatly impacted me as an early creative, especially in my earlier years, even on down to now. That's why I was really excited about having you on the show because um, you were the one of the few people that I did mention the show about when I first started um, Blunt Talk TV and the idea behind it. So to have you on Future, um, Future Kids is awesome and to hear about your projects are even awesomer. Like, yo, if you don't believe me, you should fuck with Joe Sig. Then I don't know what you got going on with your life. Like, I don't know who you need to pray to. I don't know who you need to put hands on you. But baby, Joe Sig's where's that? I like it is what it is. There's truth behind the name too. So I can't knock that. I can't knock that at all. Um, we're gonna kick it to a smooth break. We've been rocking with Joe Sig. Definitely find him at. Go ahead and drop your tag, Joe. Um, you can find me on IG. I go by Joe Sig. Um, you can find me on Twitter. I go by Joe Sig. All of, all the platforms, man. Just just search me up. I go by Joe Sig. That's what's up. That's what's up. And definitely stay tuned. Um, go ahead and follow him so you can stay locked with up and coming projects and the up and coming release date of his newly untitled project, as long with his uh, newly dropped singles that he just released. You definitely got to get on top of that, get on board. Um, he does drop a little shorts as well. There are also little short films that I actually like as well. Um, so, yeah, follow your girl Just Be at justbe.underscore.underscore as well as follow the hashtag JustBCLT. Go ahead and follow the podcast at Blunt Talk TV on IG, Blunt Talk TV 1 on Twitter, and Blunt Talk TV 4 on Facebook. And, of course, Kim Cam would love to be here, but she could not make it for this recording. So, go ahead and follow her at killa.cam, two M's, two underscores, that's the girl. Um, and then I want to take a moment to shout out our sponsor for this episode, which is the Neighborhood Hemp Company. Um, are, have you, are you a CBD user by any chance, Joseph? I do use CBD. Well, I have used CBD. I'm familiar with it. Well, listen, honey, we got to talk after the show because I have this amazing sponsorship with the um, Hemp Neighborhood, and I love them. I love them. I love them. It's a trio company, and they're super supportive. They're local, and they have great um, products that I've been trying out. So I got to try the CBD honey. I got to try the CBD bath bomb not too long ago, and um, it's really great because for me, I'm trying to transition into being um, a THC user to a CBD user to a non-user. So um, having these products at my disposal and being able to try them is awesome. I definitely encourage everyone to try them out. And if you do decide to try them, Joe, you can use my um, code. Just be CLT and receive ten percent off as long along with excuse me uh, free shipping. Okay. So definitely check out your neighborhood hemp company. Um, we're gonna kick it to a smooth break. So to bring on the show, we were listening to the formula, and during our break, you'll be listening to Plan B. It's Girl Cali, and I'm rocking with Joe Sig, and we're going on a break. Oh, I don't feel 
feel nothing these niggas be talking about Maybe I just don't relate Hey, run up a million and sunny a rain That's still a beautiful day Hey, yeah, you can call up your girl if you want That's still a beautiful day Hey, all of your movements be ugly as shit Stay up my beautiful way Hey, 10 million racks I need Da Vinci to touch up my tats I need your Vinci to drip on my racks Buy a dispensary just to relax I heard that Tesla cost 500 racks Fuck a new Chevy, I'm trying to get that That shit drive itself, all I do is sit back I put on three stacks and she live in my lap Right Plan. That shit ain't work, it's back to the drawing board You ain't a fan, I don't need support If I do, I won't call you for it That ain't your man, see him in court Your life you gon' bargain for it It shit gon' jam, they play it like sport The other shit not important They had a plan, that shit ain't work It's back to the drawing board You ain't a fan, I don't need support If I do, I won't call you for it That ain't your man, see him in court Your life you gon' bargain for it this shit gon' jam, they play it like sport That other shit not important I'm on 101, niggas so stuck at the one I'm just as real as they come, I don't do nothing for fun Triple and double my funds, problems since day number one Nothing new under the sun, real since I shot out the nut I'm such a son of a gun, might pass a gun to my son Tell him the bust they jump That's how it sound when they shoot I need a baddie to sit in my coupe Fuck her complexion as long as she cute I know perfection and baby is shoot Looking so sexy, I'm loving the view At your discretion, I'm ready to move After we park it, what you wanna do? Ooh Sweet talk of good vibes, red wine, bedtime Ladies wanna lock me down, give a nigga fair time I bust it, she jumping away I call it catching a stray I guess you don't wanna be saved Really bro, what can I say? Day on the beat, this shit a breeze like a day at the beach I got some ladies, they waiting for me Ain't no girls dressing like day at the beach I'm trying to own it for paying the lease Status is cool, but it came with a fee We can play games, but I'm playing for keeps Niggas gonna learn to stop playing with me They had a plan guys welcome back to the show it's your girl yo Khaled. i'm here representing the blunt talk crew killy cam cannot make it today but we're gonna shout her out anyway because she's still part of the fam follow the girl killa.cam two m's two underscores on ig that is her new page so go ahead and some um, spam it shout it out give her a like follow her give her support and if you've been rocking with the show, we've been talking to Joe Sig a little bit about him and his artistry and kind of just getting to know him as an artist and what projects he has coming out. Go ahead and say hi to people, Joe. What Yes, sir. And you know it's me, Yo Kelly, representing all day, every day. Go ahead and follow me at justbeda underscore underscore as well as follow the hashtag justbeclt. So if you've been rocking with the show. You've been listening to tracks, of course, by Joe Sig, and we're going to get into the topic of the week, which is diversity in the entertainment industry. Um, I'm kind of upset that Kelly Kim could not be here because she definitely wanted to speak on this wholeheartedly, but I'm going to speak on her behalf. Honey, let's get into it. So, two things that are on the mind. This is on the topic. So, Tyler Perry and Stephen King. I'm going to get into Stephen King's, um, quote, um, I guess, statement on Twitter first before we get into Tyler Perry, because I feel like Tyler Perry got his own situation going on. Um, if you are a Twitter follower to the user, and if you like Stephen King movies, he makes a lot of great horror movies. I don't like horror movies, but whatever. He makes great ones. Um, just name a few. He's, named, he's done um, Cujo. He's done... Um, What's the one with the rooms? Um, oh, you made The Shining? The Shining, yes. He made The Shining and the, and the one followed up after The Shining. So that is your guy, Stephen King. So he made a comment on Twitter like maybe a month and a half ago, and he was saying how diversity does not belong in the entertainment industry. He feels like um, in the entertainment industry that this is where you need to be the most genuine and authentic. Um... He goes to say, now this is not a direct quote, this is my Cali abbreviation of the quote, of course. You can go find it on his page if he still has it. Of course, he made follow-up tweets about it trying to apologize. But I feel like people kind of got into it more with their emotions rather than thinking about the, the statement clearly. Because I feel like it could be interpreted two ways. One way 
Um, if you are on the opposing side, it could be seen as you don't want black roles in your films. And that's where a lot of the people are kind of going towards with the comics, saying that, oh, they, he doesn't want black people, he needs to have more diversity, he needs to have more black writers and directors and blah, 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 producers and so on and so forth. Hey, I'm with you. I feel like the whole industry as a whole needs more producers, directors, engineers, costume designers, makeup designers, set designers, lighting uh, associates, like a whole gaggle of them should be brown and then other, you know, colors of the rainbow. But on the other tip, and this is how I kind of interpret it, and I think it's more because I'm not like, I'm aware of my race, but I, I'm not sensitive. I'm not race sensitive. Before I claim racist, I tried to, to grab for something else because I feel like racist is so easy. It's so easy to put racist on someone rather than just not liking what the hell they have to say. Um, on the flip side, if you were to think about diversity in the entertainment industry, I can name like maybe two films off the top of my head, if not two to three films off the top of my head um, that kind of scream diverse but are they properly written so like the prince of persia the prince of persia is supposed to be um located in egypt okay and the show prince or in the movie prince of persia majority of the cast is not yeah majority of the cast was caucasian so on the tip of diversity technically the prince of persia had a very diverse cast Authentically and creativity-wise, creativity the Prince of Persia did not do right by the movie. Needless to say, uh, there was controversy about Mulan, the live-action version of Mulan, and how at one point they weren't going to do a all-Asian cast, and now at this point, there is word about it being an all-Asian cast. So... I kind of understood, in a sense, where Stephen King was getting at when he said that uh, diversity does not belong in the entertainment industry on this particular standpoint, where it's like, okay, when you open the realms for diversity, you open it on all fronts. There's no exclusion when it comes to diversity. It's either you're excluding people or you're diverse. So if you're wanting to open the idea for diversity, you have to be comfortable with um, a movie that would be predominantly black because it's in you know Africa you might see Indian people or you might see Asian people or you might see you know white people because that's diversity by definition you know so how do you feel about that I said, how do you feel about that in a sense of diversity? Because it's it's a hard um, it's a hard level to play at. Because on the flip side, if you do invite diversity into the room on all levels and all fronts, you have things like the Prince of Persia, where the movie itself is not being represented properly. I Based on um, historical events, 
we can we can debate back and forth whether it was true or not about um what happened. No, look, the perfect example is um that movie, um I think it's uh Guys of Egypt. And I'm watching Guys of Egypt. And the whole cast is white and we're in Egypt. I mean, Tut and Set are fighting each other. Or Set and Horus Horace are fighting each other and they're white. Right. The only time they change is when they change the scenes animals. So like I'm looking at this like this makes this makes no sense. Why is there all white cats and no black people in this shit? Like and, and we're in the middle of the hot fucking desert and there's no black people. This makes no sense to me. But on the other side of that, we can look at it like, okay, I'm a I'm a filmmaker. I'm creating a film. I'm just this is coming out of my imagination. So whoever I want to use to play these characters can play these characters. But then we have but then we have to go back to being a human being, a black human being or just a human being in general and we have to look at it like okay if i'm choosing to only choose this certain group of people why am i doing that why 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 am i okay with only using a white cast for characters that are that would be black in this time era what what what's making me comfortable with that decision why am i making this decision so that's levels to this shit. This is reason, this is the reason why people are upset and they get mad when white people make these you know these decisions or make these choices or why people make these decisions. Period. It's because they don't. It's like they don't think deep enough about you know the decisions they make and how it could affect certain people and certain cultures. It's just important to be mindful of the decisions you make. Basically, so I mean, I don't know, man. Maybe he maybe was an innocent. Um, Maybe it was an innocent thing that he was saying, but I don't know. I feel like it was very innocent. It kind of just was taken lefty because we're very sensitized. Because on the flip side, uh, Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry employs um, black artists, black people writing his, you know, to ride out on his movie. But the depiction of the constant depiction of the black woman be, being distraught or the black woman being the struggle with a need to come up on the rise or the black man struggling and need to come up on the rise and you know the way he depicts his characters could lack um real representation and then even in a sense um diversity even in his writing room he doesn't allow any writers in his writing room because he doesn't want any diversity so it's like you could have the flip side where you can have a whole Tyler Perry, you know, production where you get all the diversity that you want, but then you get the stereotypical diversity, or you can be less sensitive to the matter and take the Stephen King approach and kind of sacrifice diversity for true, genuine artistic and creativity. Period. It's a hard, it's a hard toss up, but I know it was something that was kind of interesting to me because. When I did my little light research, um, beyond you know racial things, there's been just a whole outbreak in the Hollywood industry, as well as um, I like to, to top off all the conglomerates. So Hollywood, New York, Atlanta had zone, Miami had zone, all of those entertainment um, I feel like pillars or conglomerates, excuse me, that can join together to make up the entertainment industry, all have a part in how diversities played, whether it be um, an actor that has a disability or whether it be just a racial concern or religious concern uh, or even a, um, a gender role or a sexual orientation. I feel like we've been we have become more sensitive and inclusive on some fronts, but we haven't been on the other fronts. Like we will allow more what's going on pol um, politically take place and what's going on in our entertainment but we won't actually make the changes that the viewers and the people that actually work in the entertainment industry want to see we won't make those changes i feel like that's true i mean it's hard to tackle man i mean it, everybody's gonna always have a problem with something or who you are as a natural human being um, I for one don't care. I'm gonna do what I wanna do. <laughs> I don't care what somebody is doing next to me as long as it's not interfering with my money or my family. But you know, people in general just tend to don't like things that are different than what they're used to. And sometimes it's just it's a matter of upbringing. It's a matter of programming. 
if you come from a neighborhood that's predominantly Chinese or Asian or what I mean, I'm saying I know Asian and Chinese, but if you come from a, a predominantly um Asian um neighborhood where everybody around you is Asian and you go out into this world where there's different people, you're gonna have biases and prejudices because of the lens that you've been given at an early age. And sometimes there's really nothing you can do about it. And maybe it's not even hatred. It's just a, a matter of anxiety at this point. It's a matter of fear. Like, I don't know this thing. And my best response is um, to, to treat it with this thing. So, I mean, this is it's difficult. Even all the way up to, you know, like, we talking about sexuality. And, um, you know, transgender or, or lesbian or, or bisexual or queer or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, there's discussions that need to be had that we refuse to have because not only are there people that are being completely ignorant on one side and just hating you know people for their sexuality, but then we have the extremists on the other side who thinks everything should fly and everything should be right, everything should be, I should be able to do whatever I want. There should be no restrictions and there should be no rules to who I am. I, I, and it's like, no, 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 this is something new. And this is something that needs to be um, discussed. And this is something that needs a, a, a psycho um, analytical um, analysis. Mm-hmm. And this needs to this needs to have open discussion for everybody to talk. The extremists need to sit down somewhere, whether it's on one side or the other. That's just how I feel. I believe that. I believe that. I just I just wanna know is there any way that we can kind of help this I guess conversation progress. Is there anything that we can do as creatives in the industry? Whether it be um Helping the industry kind of evolve with the changes and being more understanding with the diversity needs, or even um, kind of just breaking it down with our our audiences and understanding the importance of acceptance and understanding that some things are not. I don't want to say as deep, but some things are not as. Um, some things you don't have to put too much energy into, like how to preserve their energy sake. So, um, as far as that conversation is concerned, how do you feel like you, we can kind of change this, if not improve, the perception of diversity in the entertainment industry? Well, you're doing it right now. You know, just having a discussion about it and being able to have a discussion where everybody feels safe to say what they want to say. You know, it just has to be a respect. You know, respectful discussion, and that's it amongst everybody. I like that. I like that a lot. Well, damn. Um, I don't have much for you. I feel like that was a really good conversation about the diversity. Um, definitely follow the kid Joe Sig on social media. Follow him at. Go ahead and top your tag for the people. Um, that's I go by Joe Sig everywhere: Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, um, Snap. I think I got a snap. I'm pretty sure I got a snap. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think I'm on Facebook, Facebook, YouTube, every everywhere that you get some words coming to your phone, just go ahead and type, I go by Joe C and I should pop up on one of the comments. I love it. I love it. Make sure you follow him and stay tuned with all his updates and all his um projects. I feel like Joe Sig is definitely one of those artists that you want to stay tuned to because he's an enlightened um, artist, so he's speaking on enlightenment, he's speaking on change, and it's more than just artistry to him. It's a full, well-rounded compilation of goodness. I like that. <laughs> so definitely stay locked and definitely follow the kid. You already know it's your girl, Yo Cali. Follow me at justbeda underscore underscore, as well as follow um, Blunt Talk TV at Blunt Talk TV on IG, Blunt Talk TV 1 on Twitter, and Blunt Talk TV 4 on Facebook. Kelly Cam would have loved to have been here for the conversation, but she could not have joined us. But it's okay. Go ahead and follow her at killa.cam. That's two M's and two underscores on IG. That's a new page. Go ahead and shout her out and show her some love. Um, any final words for the people before we sign off? Um, yes, stay tuned. It's going to be a big year for the boy. Get ready to see me everywhere, billboards and all that. <laughs> and um, special thanks to you um, for having me on here. Um, I love your platform. I love what you're doing. You got to come through to the podcast, man. 
Yes, We Need to Speak podcast. Go ahead and follow him on all um, streaming sites as well. Definitely, definitely. You're going to see me on there very soon. Me and the girl, Kelly Cam, we're going to slide through and speak our our blunt-ish. You know how we do over here. So we got you all day. For sure, for sure. For sure. So if you've been rocking with us, you've been listening to The Formula. On our break, we listen to Plan B. And to end our show, we're going to listen to The Rising. All of these singles can be found on all spawn platforms. Just type in Joe Sig on Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, whatever your your flavor is. Your man will be there, I promise you, as well as on social media. Um, whatever your flavor is, just type in I go by Joe Sig and you'll find the man right there. No problem asked. All right, guys, thank you for rocking with us. You can catch us on Wednesday for the recap at 2 p.m. And as well as stay tuned and stay live for the next episode. Thank you for tuning in. Yo, look, hey yo, word on the streets is I'm a motherfucking problem And word on the tweets is I'm a hard act to follow So shout out to them niggas that be keeping me in conversation But never speak to me cause they don't want the confrontation I'm feeling like I should have died yesterday But God still got me here, I guess that nigga let me stay Either that or I'm a special case And I ain't did the shit I gotta do to make it to that special place But even if I get to heaven's gates Leaving all the people that I love would make me hesitate I'm making records just to set them straight Out of section 8, put them in a place so they can meditate And they ain't gotta worry about no fucking bills And they ain't gotta worry about no fucking cops Man, I thought of saving y'all, give me fucking chills It's only natural, I try to make the session hot I'm living like I could've died twice Not to mention that I know that we don't come alive twice So I play the book accordingly while living my life Real nigga, only pussies think they come with nine lives I knew this nigga named Muhammad, cool buddy fronted Kept the pistol with him, niggas knew that he was stunting Got killed when he was 20, and never killed nothing Could've made it to 100 if he kept it all 100, see? Now that's the type of shit that I be preaching about Cause that's the type of shit that they be leaving out When they tell you whip the yola with the wrist work Shit is real in the field, niggas get murked So if you got a job or go to school Don't let these rap niggas try to play you with the cool Cause they just selling records, they ain't out here living reckless That's why niggas in their hood always robbing for their shoes It's cool, you can respond to me And let the world know you wore what I designed Cause that shoe was fitting properly This ain't a war of words you wanna get yourself into You spit that water down and I be Michael Phelps and you (laughs) And that's a word to my mother It's been a couple years without a word to my brother Don't know if it's in music or my life that's causing distance But when talking lack of love I guess it doesn't make a difference So well, that's how the game go But if I'm wrong about the shit that's in this song Then what the fuck we acting strange for? Nigga, we cut from the same mold The only difference is I couldn't keep it street I had to change goals that's a flaw in me, then fuck it They hating on the low, I want us all to be above it So when I get these interviews and concerts all of a sudden No matter what they asking, love will always be the subject for me Yeah